0: My name is Yusinia Villalta. I'm a licensed clinical social worker.
1: So, can you tell me a little bit about your own mental health journey?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's uh, had its uh, peaks and valleys for sure. Um, In like 2017, 2016, I was at a training. I was already in the field doing work. And i started to learn about this concept known as the vagus nerve and polyvagal theory and it was in aha moment for me realizing that wait a minute i have been dealing with like symptoms of trauma through most of my life now i knew in my last year at undergrad like for a good semester i was dealing with depression but i felt like It made sense given where I was at. At that point in life, I just felt a lot of pressure being first generation, a lot of things going on, and it just became too much. And thankfully, I had an amazing professor that pulled me aside and said, you know, what I'm seeing is not reflective of who I've heard of because I was like very involved in undergrad. I was always um, excelling, if you will, because I was doing what I loved but i didn't really know the magnitude of how much things had been impacting like my relationships or like my temperament <laughs> um until i started to learn more about that and so i then went more on uh a, what i call a rebirth journey a, a self-love self-discovery journey and i started to learn more about attachment styles about um trauma responses about just doing more introspective work and asking myself like who do I want to be now and not operate off of just survival mode because that was one of the things that I realized that I had well on the outside everything looked great (laughs) I was in survival mode and so inside I wasn't feeling full and so since then I've just been very deliberate I've done just about anything and everything ranging from like therapy mentoring retreats conferences um, workshops I've tried so many different modalities um, so many different tools just to kind of figure out what is good for me and what's gonna like help me in my life because healing is a way of life but i always say and i tell my clients like it doesn't have to be boring and like the more fun and the more you of yourself you can put in it the more you're likely to make it a way of living and so When I then was dealing with PTSD and burnout in 2018, 2019, that's where it got really real in terms of like my physical symptoms, my physical distress. I started to um, deal with so many GI issues, painful um, graphic stuff, uh, jaw um, issues from just grinding teeth at night. I was losing my hair. Um, I was gaining weight um, in in a way that was very unexplainable Um, and so just like my body started to shut down and then three years ago about two and a half years ago I had to get an emergency surgery so after that I just said like I've done the western way I've ignored my intuition Um, I ignored like the the knowledge that I had been acquiring over the years because when I would go to a medical professional I would get like symptoms and medications for this and and here and there but the root of the problem was never being addressed so I just committed to going the more holistic route Um, and I got off the medication I told my doctor the side effects were absolute hell and it didn't make sense to me to have to take melatonin to deal with the secondary side effect of a medication that was giving me like just severe insomnia and if you're sleep deprived it's gonna impact your mood and i just felt like i got out of like one hellhole if you will like a physical one to a more emotional mental extreme so i've just since been doing more holistic uh living and I feel so much more lighter, balanced, centered, grounded. And I really have brought that to the forefront and just owned more so that that's how I want to show up as a, as a therapist. Uh, part of me kind of would hold back a little bit because the way that we've been trained is to always think about is it evidence-based, is it evidence-based. So I, for a long time, a part of me didn't really I was scared to be open about um, what we call now complementary alternative medicine CAM. But there has been more evidence more recently to support different modalities. So I think that Western science is just catching up to ancestral medicine and healing. Um, but it was truly from like my own experiences that I'm able to show up more fully. Um, and live like much more balance and ease and and navigate my life seasons and um, I'm just aware of like what works for me now. So thankfully, I'm just I'm in a really good place.
1: You know, what inspired you to help other people with this therapy?
0: Yeah, uh, my own childhood. <laughs> uh, in the field we have an expression known as a wounded healer and I distinctively remember when I was little I just said uh One day I want to help other families so they're not as effed up as mine. And uh, granted, a lot of things have gotten better and my family were in a better place, but something within me from a little child. um, Now I was also always into um, helping and healing and things pertaining to the body. I actually wanted to be a midwife. And at that time I was told, midwives aren't really respected or accredited or things of that nature. So I tried to uh, pursue nursing and it was just not for me. Um, it, it it just didn't really gravitate um, my interest. So and then I was also interested in things pertaining to finance. So I just one day sat and I took a occupational career outlook handbook, something like that. I went to a guidance counselor and she was like, you should take one of these quizzes. I took it. And it was saying it said at the bottom, like people that look at nursing also look at these fields and social work stood out for me. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't think about this before. So having changed my major, having, um, you know, having to deal with uh, the consequences of dropping a class. And I realized that I need to first get hands on experience and exposure to confirm that this is the route I want to pursue before I continue investing more time money and energy in school and so i happened to have a co-worker at that time who i was sharing this with her and she says to me um my internship is looking for somebody that speaks spanish this was at a domestic violence shelter in alexandria known as the office office for women and i said this is perfect it's by the job i get the resume building i get the experience i get to ask questions and it was like a one-year commitment and i did it and i loved it and there really wasn't like any going back like i was like this is this is it my um impression of social work at first was that like I just thought they're like CPS workers, and until they just take kids away, which is such a bad stigma, so untrue. And I even ended up working for CPS at one point early in my career, um, Child Protective Services. So um, I'm I'm thankful that it, it found me, that I found it, and it was just like a perfect uh, situation where I happened to have a coworker, and I just kept going from there. And I was at community college, and once I knew that this was what I wanted, I just took school more seriously. Like, my GPA went up, I started taking all the classes to fulfill the requirements, and then I went on and got, like, my BSW and MSW.
1: How does this therapy work?
0: yeah so it varies but depending on what form what modality but how i always say to people and and my process if you will is we'll have a consultation and i then once if it's a good fit i'll send intake paperwork and in the intake paperwork i ask the client about like their learning style and preferences but also i like to ask them about like have they sought treatment, what works, what doesn't work, just so that I'm mindful before we start going into it, what could be some potential triggers or what tends to work for them. So I have some clients do that do well with um, handouts or worksheets or videos. So for some of the clients, I will use some resources. Um, I have easel pad paper, so sometimes I will have easel pad paper out And when I'm teaching a a concept or a topic, like helping them understand how their body works, then I'll use a visual. Um, I also have flip charts, but we're always gonna have like a teaching component and then a processing component. So some clients like to process more outwardly and they want to talk and then we can process after. Some come with questions some come with you know what i don't know what i'm feeling i'm really uncomfortable right now can we just sit for a moment i'm like yeah absolutely and we'll just sit and then it might be something like were you feeling something in your body and we may just start with that but the goal of therapy is for my clients to understand themselves understand their triggers identify coping skills and get to a space where then they can communicate that with their world around them starting with me and then the people whether it's partner family friends so that then they can feel not so isolated in their experience
1: so do you see your client's confidence rise throughout the process yeah mm-hmm.
0: absolutely that makes me so happy uh recently i had a client that was like Oh, can I share some wins? And I was so excited because usually I'm like, what's a win? What's something that's been going well? And so I love that because it also shows that they their brain is rewiring and that they're able to look at things from a different lens, not from a space of deficit. But I've absolutely seen my clients' confidence rise, and as a result um many of them will advocate for themselves in the workplace some of them will leave their workplace if they realize you know maybe the situation here is not changing and this is the one constant trigger that's impacting my health um perhaps it's like friendships um they're more confident in asking for what they want asking for what they need or ending certain friendships as well as like romantic relationships so i definitely see that they're confidence increases and as a result they're better they're more equipped and comfortable asserting their needs and wants and limits to asserting boundaries which is a big one
1: have you seen just the stigma of talking about mental health lessening
0: um i've seen the stigma lessening yes absolutely for sure um but i also still see the experience of shame that clients experience so while i think that collectively globally uh the good thing with media there's more conversations around it um i think particularly for my clients and a lot of clients that i serve that are high functioning high achieving where everything looks good on the outside but they're struggling Um, they're still dealing with the shame, because mental health is so uh, all-encompassing that I, I think that when people still think about mental health, they think about maybe somebody that's crouched over, they can't go to work, but there's a lot of people working, having families, doing amazing things, struggling, and so... I think we still have a ways to go in terms of normalizing what it can look like for folks that seem like, you know, they have it all together and are dealing with mental health.
1: What do you do to help your own mental health?
0: Yeah. Many things, Um, I have (laughs) routines and rituals. So like starting this morning, I I call it a weaving and wellness framework. So I start my day with something to root myself. So I will soak my feet in hot water. I use detox salts because in general, when there's a lot of chronic stress, it can create inflammation in the body. And so one of the things to help is releasing through the body, through the fascia, or other ways like stretching, but I don't always feel like stretching right in the morning, so I will, I know I've learned that about myself, so I will soak my feet and I will play like some music, some worship music, and I will do a little meditation or affirmation, whatever I'm in the mood for that day, and then I will journal. So I journaled today for like 10 minutes, And then I had like hot water with lemon or coffee or tea, whichever I'm in the mood for, I'll do that first before I do anything. And then I'll go like walk my dog and then I get out some sun. So I do that to start my day no matter what. It it just keeps me more grounded, it keeps me more centered. I'm not already starting off the day very flustered. And it's easy to do that when we live in like a metropolitan area. I used to do that. Wake up, think about work. Okay, go, 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 go. Um, that doesn't really allow my, my nervous nervous system and myself to just feel like safe and settled. So I start with like a grounding practice first thing in the morning. Then in the afternoon, I'll take a break. So um, after our, our meeting, I'm gonna go downstairs and have like a yummy meal and sit and look at a view. And that's just gonna feel nice. And then in the evening, um, Today in particular, because it's Friday, I'm going to catch up with a friend and partake in a book club and work out. That's what it looks like today, Um, but it can vary. But no matter what, I, I do something to ground me in the day and I have a winding down practice in the evening. So even like starting to dim the lights, listen to music, read, even if it's like two pages of a book. That just helps me like calm my mind and it helps me to go to sleep easier. Um, I also use essential oils to help me to go to sleep. That's really been a game changer for me because I really struggled a lot with that.
1: Where do you want to see your business Mm, in the next three to five years?
0: Yeah, okay. That's a good question because I'm in the process of thinking about that now, meditating on that so what i do know that i would like to see is to expand outside of just therapy and finding other ways to cultivate community whether it's like workshops or gatherings um a big problem that a lot of clients and i think it's a pandemic is loneliness a lot of clients they're healing they're doing the work and then they're like i'm ready to put myself out there (laughs) i've gotten over my vulnerability issues where do I meet like-minded people where do I meet people that are also healthier where do I meet people that I can connect with on a different level so I want to kind of pivot and expand um, outside of just therapy and other ways to cultivate community and promote wellness Um, in five years I would love to see myself having like a house like a healing house a healing center, if you will, where it's um, just gives very much a home, a a, a space, a dedicated space where we could use land, gardening, herbs, where we can use kitchen for folks that have disordered eating to reclaim their connection with food. So I would love to have um, a, a space that's integrative with different disciplines. Like, I would love to see a body worker, somebody that is trauma-informed, perhaps like a chiropractor or a body worker that's very needed in the trauma recovery because of a lot of joint pains that a lot of clients can develop and also feeling comfortable with somebody touching their body. So I would love to have like a dedicated space where people can have various needs met and know that they're not alone in their experience at like whatever stage of healing
1: they are how can people reach out and learn more
0: yeah so go to my website vincentemosehealing.com that's v-e-n-c-e-r-e-m-o-s-healing.com there's a contact form there's my email there as well hello at venceremoshealing.com um venceremos means we shall overcome uh because i i fully do believe that when my clients start taking that step that they're already they're already overcoming they've already come a big hurdle So just know that whether whatever the interest or question is that I will do my best to answer. If I don't have the answer, I will try to lead you to the best resource.